Hello, I'm Grayson Brulte, and welcome to another episode of SAE Tomorrow Today. Before this episode begins, please kindly take a moment to follow and be notified when a new episode is released. On today's episode, we met with Justin Urbachi, CEO, Los Angeles World Airports, home to LAX. More than 80 million passengers fly through LAX every year, and technology is key to making that experience as positive for customers as possible. From accessing the airport, moving within the space, to developing technology that delivers food and drinks right to the gate, that's right, right to you at the gate, LAX is revolutionizing the airport experience. LAX Airport is the airport of the future. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Grayson. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. LAX is a world-class airport located in the second largest city in the United States, which happens to be an incredible city. With an annual average passenger volume of 80 plus million passengers, as CEO, how do you constantly ensure that LAX stays a world-class airport? We need to make sure that we are constantly innovating and, and, and finding ways to make things better. We make sure we're focusing on the customer journey and the experience in everything we do and making sure that you know, all the things that we're geared towards are going to make either the airport safer, the customer journey or experience better, or uh, uh, make us operationally more efficient. And of late, we, we believe that to, to continue to make us a world-class airport, we're going to have to have a digital-first mindset going to the future and making sure that all of our initiatives and all of our information, all of our services are available uh, through all different types of digital media and digital uh, devices for our guests. Part of that is also not only around digital, but in everything that we do, we want to try to be a leader in piloting new technologies and try to be constantly on the leading, ed leading edge of innovation for driving this industry. So it's really been a big transformation for us here to put ourselves into that mindset and get away from the traditional way of just operating an airport towards uh, seeing this as a business and a constantly uh, evolving business and changing the attitude of, of all of our people who are involved here and the people who work with us to help us to think that way. Did you learn a lot about the innovation during your time at United Airlines of how you work with passengers? You go through the customer journey working with one of the world's largest airlines now running one of the world's largest airports? Absolutely. That, that's uh, where I got my start in uh, understanding the whole passenger journey and looking for ways that we could use technology to improve the, the passenger experience. Not only at United, I started at United and then I worked uh, and moved on to the Star Alliance, which is an alliance of, uh, at the time, was 28 of the you know, world's best airlines. And we, we looked for ways to improve the passenger experience, not only within one airline, but in, uh, when people are traveling across multiple airlines to make sure that they're getting that same customer experience. So a lot of my background is focused on how do we use technology and new processes to be able to improve the customer experience. Are there some new innovations and technologies that you're implementing currently at LAX to the benefit of your passengers? So when they arrive there, it's like, oh, it's not another airport. Wow, this airport's actually thinking things through. This is where the future is. I walked to LAX. It's kind of a, let's call it a breath of fresh air. Yeah, so we're, we're trying to bring in as many new types of technologies as possible. And you know, not only individually, but we're working in, in, in concert with, uh, with many of our, airport, our fellow airports, not only within the United States, but internationally. To, to try to find ways to do it. But within LAX, we've been really pushing a lot of different innovations. To give you some examples of how we're constantly adapting, 
during the pandemic, we we did some really new innovations for an airport, especially, and we first had to bring in a COVID-19 testing lab. So we, we found a way to bring in a special kind of lab and put the lab literally on our premises to offer a solution for rapid COVID-19 testing. And we went through different iterations and we're offering different products, but we have one product that does uh, offers a, a PCR test, which is the industry accepted uh, one for travel in less than an hour. And so, um, you know, it used to usually used to take 24 hours to get that kind of a test. So that type of an innovation to provide that service to our customers. Uh, we also uh, have done a lot in this in the uh, in the area of uh, of digital, and that's an important part for, as I said earlier. So we are we've started the process of putting a digital marketplace uh, in in place here at um, at LAX. And by digital marketplace, I mean that customers or passengers can get access to any services or any information that they would need via whatever mobile device and through whatever di digital channel they want to to use. So, for example, what we've uh, recently implemented is um, a, a an application for passengers to be able to order food and beverage through their mobile device, either before they get to the airport or when you're at the airport. We are implementing a smart parking solution, which will allow passengers to be able to reserve uh, and book and pay for parking even before they get here and have a contactless experience once they arrive here. Another part of, uh, of our um, innovation is uh, we're doing a lot of work around biometrics. So we were the first airport to have uh, uh, use biometrics for international boarding where passengers were able to board flight uh, just by looking into a camera without having to pull out and show their passport and their driver's license. And we now have those types of boarding gates uh, that are standard in our new uh, West Gates terminal at, uh, at the Bradley International Terminal. We also are working with our partners around biometrics. So TSA has implemented their, their CAT technology, which basically allows passengers just to insert their ID into a machine. And then the, there's a biometric match done um, with, with their... Uh, with the machines, so that they um, they don't have to exchange documents with the with the TSA agent, and then similarly with Customs and Border Protection at our immigration desks, they've implemented all biometric solution that allows passengers just to look into the camera, uh, which uh, gives the customs agent all the information they need for them, and they don't have to exchange all types of documents back and forth. And it's a much more secure and a much more customer pleasant and faster experience for them. So these are just some examples of uh, some of the, the new innovations that we're implementing to make the passenger experience better. You're increasing security, which is really smart, but you're also doing really good on the customer passenger journey. You're eliminating friction. So you're doing the really great thing of increasing security and you're eliminating friction. It's a complete win-win on all sides. I'd love to ask you, you mentioned the, the PCR test that you set up there and I commend you for that. When that was set up in the FAA authorization, whatever you had to go through, did the airlines see an uptick in travel when they said, okay, we can go to LAX and we know that we can take this test? Did, did you see any increase in passenger when you implemented that? So we we did. Uh, I mean, as as time went on, we saw and certainly it, it passenger volume beginning to increase. I'm not sure if there was a direct correlation, but certainly it made 
the, the, the passenger's ability to be able to travel to certain destinations like Hawaii much easier and faster and more convenient. Uh, the, you know, there, were, there were some destinations, many international destinations at Hawaii who were requiring and still are requiring a, a negative PCR test before you can get on the airplane. And certainly that allows uh, passengers to get that test here at the airport before they go or, th- or the day before if they, if they want to. But the other um, thing that we saw that, uh, that, that created a lot of the demand and, and usage for the, the test center was people just wanted to uh, make sure that when they were traveling that they were safe. So either they were going to a destination where they were going to visit friends and family, and uh, they wanted to check to make sure before they left that they were uh, not uh, COVID positive. Or after they came back from their journey, uh, they wanted to have a test to see if you know they were still COVID free upon their um, arrival back in into uh, into Los Angeles. So a huge demand. We're uh, we're seeing uh, over a thousand people a day using that facility at times now, and um, the demand. Uh, I'm sorry, the, um, the the response to that service has been really uh, pretty phenomenal. But it all goes back to leadership. You made the leadership decision with your management team to enhance the customer journey and you're helping people travel safely. And I give you a, a lot of credit for that. I'd love to know what started the biometrics when you and the team started looking at biometrics. Was it the reports we've seen from MasterCard and Visa about this massive contactless growth and Apple announcing that they'll put the driver's license on the iPhone? Did you see this trend? Because you've got this really great ability to see trends before other individuals said, okay, wait a second, there's a trend coming here. We want to be the world's most innovative airport. We're going to explore this biometrics and implement it for the benefit of the passengers. My vision for travel always has been is the the optimal way for us to provide uh, a, a pleasant passenger experience is to allow passengers to control their journey in the airport and get have the ability to get through their whole process without ever having to ha- come into contact with anybody other than uh, having to go through the, uh, the TSA screening. So in or- the easiest way to do that is through biometrics because that allows you to alleviate the need for any paper or any contact with, with an agent because you always need to be secure in your travel. You always need to make sure that you're validating your identity. And biometrics is the easiest way to do that in a contactless, touchless manner. So, you know, we've uh, the the early implementation was done at boarding because um, we worked in conjunction with CBP to be able to use their traveler verification system to um, implement that. So there was already enrollment, if you would, of the biometrics with CBP. And we did further testing with CBP to try to take that out to the security screening uh, and into the check-in area. So we're currently piloting a, um, a self-service bag drop in our international terminal. Again, where passengers can use biometrics, look into the camera, and it automatically pulls up their itinerary, uh, I, I verifies their identity, and allows them to not only check in, but to um, print their bag tag, apply their bag tag to the bag, and just drop their bag without having to uh, have any contact with any agent. So this is the the idea to you know that we've seen and, and biometrics is the is the the fastest and, and most efficient way in, in in our opinion to allow for that seamless passenger experience where the passenger control their journey. Well, well done, and I I want to stay on the, on the passenger journey here because you have one of the coolest apps 
at LAX with your LAX Order Now service, which will deliver food and beverages to passengers in the terminals through an app. No longer do you have to go wait in the counter. Your family can go sit over here and you can order your food. And in the press release announcing this awesome, and I stress awesome app, you say the following. Our guests have told us they want greater access to airport information and services through their mobile devices so they can have more control over their travel journey. Offering food and beverage delivery to the gate area is yet another game-changing feature that sets the new LAX experience apart for its convenience and range of options. I think this is really cool. I think it's really well done. Individuals and friends of mine have used it, rave about it, and say this thing is amazing. What type of demand, besides my little circle of friends, are, are you seeing? Are you getting these rave reviews that my friends are, are telling me about? We've seen a, a huge demand for this, this service now. Our sales were, our orders were up nearly 70%. Uh, over the previous months once we put this uh, in place. So we, you know, we were always looking to put this digital marketplace in, in uh, you know, and develop that here, but the pandemic helped us uh, to accelerate it uh, in the sense that it really gave a stronger demand for the need for contactless, touchless types of services. Uh, so the order now solution is something that we've wanted to do for a long time and we were doing different types of pilots, but um, the idea is to give passengers the ability to see what's available as far as food and beverage selection, and ultimately this will apply to retail as well. But uh, then, even as I say, even before they get to the airport, they can actually order their food and have it waiting for them either at the concession stand where they can pick it up, or and now that we have it in some of our terminals where you can actually have it delivered to your gate, and we'll be expanding that. Uh, further to to um, you know a lot more terminals, but that allows passengers just to avoid uh, contact uh, with and wait in avoids them waiting in line, gives them the type of food that they want, uh, and allows them to pay uh, through their their mobile device. So it's a it's a win win for everyone, and uh, it's a service as I say it's it's just increasing uh, significantly because passengers do like it and and want to use it. A 70% increase in sales is impressive. And I want to walk through a scenario here. I've flown out of LAX on the 6.30 a.m., 7 a.m. flights early in the morning, and I'm going to get a coffee, and that line at Starbucks is really long. So now I can just say, okay, I know I'm going to be through TSA this time. I'd like to order a hot coffee, and I don't have to wait in that line. I can just go to the counter and pick it up. Is that where you imagine this going? Absolutely. And that's that's where we, we have it right now. It's not all of the concessions uh, are taking part right now, but they're... Um, we have a lot of them right now, and more and more are coming on a, on, a, on a weekly basis. But that's exactly the the the, um, the scenario that we're, we're hoping for: is that people, before they even get to the airport, will order things, and then they'll just come and pick it up or have it delivered to their gate while they're waiting. So you can imagine a scenario where you have a flight that's a, a long flight, and it's at dinner time, and you don't have time to be able to, you know, stop and get some food. Uh, for on the plane, you can just order it ahead of time. You can have it waiting there at the, at the gate uh, and and pick it up uh, as you're boarding your flight. You're making the passenger journey a better experience. That's becoming a consistent theme here. Will alcoholic beverages eventually be be offered into this program? They're not right now. There are there are certain regulations that we have to be mindful of and and some security protocols that. But you know we'll we'll continue to look to see if that can be incorporated into the into the ordering process. It's great because you're you're keeping an, an open mind and you're looking at passenger demands and you you have all this data. So LAX 
you've clearly demonstrated is is known for innovation. You're doing really great things. The other thing on the other side, LAX is known for, which is a lot of traffic. What's currently being done to reduce the traffic and increase the throughput at the airport? Just like we're transforming the passenger experience in our terminals, we're we're transforming the way that people get uh, into, through, and out of LAX. Uh, you know, you're you're right. For many years, it was always uh, the bane of people that. Um, they you know, had to, to, to get to, to LAX. And, you know, one of the uh, worst things that people ever wanted to get asked was, can you pick me up at, uh, at LAX, right? So <laughs> we're, we're definitely changing that mindset and that whole, uh, transforming that whole process. Uh, the, the biggest uh, part of that right now is we have a, a huge uh, transformation project in place that we call the Landside Access Modernization Program, or LAMP. And there are three components of that that are uh, will completely change the way people get in and out of LAX. So the major component of that is our automated people mover train, which will uh, connect the terminals with the metro for the first time. So people would actually be able to take metro all the way from you know downtown or other parts of the city into the airport uh, with this connection through our automated people mover train. Uh, and then other components of that are the uh, consolidated rental car facility, which will um, combine all of the different rental car companies and allow access to and from the rental cars and the terminals via the people mover train. And then we're also building another uh, intermodal transportation facility, which is going to offer remote parking and an alternative pickup and drop off area outside of the central terminal area. So people can park, take the people mover train in uh, without having to get on a bus. People can uh, drop off or pick up or catch their uh, Uber, Lyft, or uh, other type of transportation uh, without having to come all the way into the central terminal area. They will use the train to, to do that. So this is uh, going to revolutionize uh, the way people get in and out and uh, significantly eliminate the traffic that you see currently in the central terminal area. Uh, and especially those big rental car buses that uh, that you often see, you know, going through our central terminal area and taking up a lot of space. So, um, yeah, we we think that this is going to be a huge change and a huge improvement for accessing uh, uh, accessing our airport. The automated people mover is going to be the glue that holds it all together that makes this all possible. How does the flyaway service complement this this new plan? So the flyaway is another very important component to get people out of cars and uh, and uh, give them an alternative to driving to the airport. We are currently undergoing a, an RFP for a completely reimagined flyaway bus service. So you know today the flyaway is a fixed route bus with big forty eight foot buses that go from you know main stations, our Union Station, and uh, our Van Nuys uh, parking parking area, and it's a great service, and it's a, there's a high usage of it. Uh, but transit today is very different, and we want to provide a solution, and we're seeking a solution through our RFP that is, you know, a re a reimagined way of providing uh, this type of a service. So really, all that's going to remain is the is the name Flyway. So the the new service will be all. Uh, geared towards a technology front end. So passengers, again, will have that control through their mobile device to be able to get information about what uh, a what type of 
services available based upon where they are. And of course, we'll be able to um, reserve a seat, pay for a seat, and, um, and, and get information about where the location of their bus is uh, and see their, their, how they're actually traveling on their route. Uh, and all through their mobile device. And what's important about that is we also want to be able to have our product distributed through different digital channels. So imagine, if you would, that when you make your reservation for your, uh, for your flight, um, that if, you're, uh, if you want to try to use the flyaway, that you can get um, a, 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 um, an interface into your um, airline app that gives you access to purchase a flyaway ticket. So the dis distribution model will change significantly based upon this technology front end. And then behind the front end service is a mix of traditional fixed route. So places like Van Nuys and Union Station will continue to have big buses going back and forth because of the demand. But it will give us the flexibility to provide a type of microtransit solution to get people in areas that couldn't necessarily justify a fixed uh, bus route for, for economic purposes, but allow them to get picked up with a smaller vehicle um, and um, in a micro microtransit type of solution. So combining all of this, different types of service, giving us flexibility to move the service where it's being demanded uh, and being all um, uh, controlled by the passenger through a front-end technology is where we're, we're bringing the flyaway service. You're taking a holistic futuristic look to fly away you're leveraging technologies that are available there you're using something that most every individual in the world is common with a smartphone it's the glue that connects this all the next piece in this evolution is autonomous vehicles are you starting to look at autonomous vehicles evaluate the impact they might have on autonomous vehicles and then on the backside, how they can possibly enhance the passenger journey Absolutely, we've been we've been watching the onset of autonomous vehicles for a while now. At one point, it seemed like autonomous vehicles were were going to start being prevalent much earlier than it is now. I think that the the date that autonomous vehicles will be widespread uh, probably has been pushed out a little bit of late. Uh, we probably see it somewhere between around twenty twenty eight, twenty thirty, something around this nature. But um, but we are. Uh, you know, constantly in contact with the companies that are going to be providing these, and you know, it will change the way that uh, the, that that uh, our systems are now. For example, uh, rental cars and uh, and parking will be very different once auto autonomous vehicles come into play, because uh, you may not need as much of a demand for either of those two. But uh, we also see that there always is going to be. You know, the airport is always going to be a key origin and destination point for any type of transport vehicle. And so we can use our facilities for, uh, for fleet management and staging and charging of these autonomous vehicles. So we've already looked at how we could repurpose our facilities to be able to adapt to the onset of autonomous vehicles. Really, really smart. Your timeline is noble. You're right on your timeline. You're not setting you know, misconceptions in the marketplace. You're setting realistic timelines. The airport, you're 100% spot on about the origin. Voyage, which used to operate in the villages outside of Orlando, the number one request that they got from villagers was, please take me to MCO Airport. I, my grandkids are coming to visit, or I would like to go see my grandkids. Number one request was to the airport. 
because autonomy is going to complement airports and airports is going to complement autonomy and i used to i love this phrase it's like peanut butter and jelly it goes perfect together so lax is going through a 14 billion dollar transformation with massive infrastructure upgrade what does the future of lax look like because the, the lax that i used to frequent it looks like it's going to look a whole lot different and a whole lot better can you talk about that please yeah, well, we certainly believe so. So we're, you know, $14.5 billion is just a start. You know, we have um, also right now an, an environmental document for even further um, uh, enhancements to the, the air, airport to help us to uh, do two things. One is to make our, or three things. One is to make our airfield safer. Uh, and be able to um, accommodate, uh, you know, whatever growth we we, we are projected to see uh, uh, better without reducing congestion on the airfield and in the air. Uh, it, it also includes a roads package, uh, which will change the way that you drive into and out of LAX. So that's uh, also going to be a huge benefit. And then it, it includes two uh, two terminals, if you would, so additional terminals added to to our, our existing terminal one and then a new terminal nine international terminal uh, that will allow us to uh, facilitate uh, you know more international traffic that was projected to come here as well as make the transfer uh, process between certain airlines um, a lot easier than it is today so by doing all these things you know we when, when people come back, especially after the pandemic, for those people who haven't been here since the pandemic, you already can see the tremendous change that's that's going on here with the construction of the people mover, uh, some of our new terminals, the, the rental car center, uh, the automated, uh, I'm sorry, the intermodal transportation facility. So your people can already see uh, the difference that's occurred within the last year and a half. And um, they won't recognize uh, uh, LAX when this is all completed, all this work is completed. It'll be a completely new experience for them, not only the way they get to and from, but their whole experience while they're in the airport. And we, we will be uh, providing the world-class airport that this, that this great city of Los Angeles deserves. What will the airport look like when the Olympics come to Los Angeles? Will you still be in the middle of construction or will it be towards the end and completed? So all of our projects are geared to be completed by the time the Olympics comes here. The airport will be completely transformed and it will be um, a world-class welcome for those people who are coming to LA for the Olympics. And it will be a very fond, lasting memory as people leave uh, and go back home after the Olympics. It's passengers' personal opening ceremony and passengers' personal closing ceremony because they're going through a, a great environment where they arrive with a smile, they leave with a smile because of the innovations and your leadership that you're doing really great things at the airport. You said it much better than I did, by the way. <laughs> There's 150 electric vehicle chargers currently available at LAX with the world shifting to electrification and you're going through this $14 billion transformation and infrastructure upgrade. Are there plans to add more electric vehicle chargers through throughout the airport? Yes, we already are adding a significant number of uh, electric vehicle chargers to the um, to the projects that we're uh, that we're putting in place. So we have in our intermodal transportation facility new parking lot. Very easily, we can have thirty six percent 
of all the stalls uh, to be equipped with EV chargers. And so we're, we're going to have uh, at least 500 installed for the opening this fall. And we uh, then will anticipate adding about 1,200 more through our, our smart parking contract, uh, our smart parking solution that I talked about. Uh, so, yeah, and then we will go back and retrofit and, and provide more electric um, vehicles in, uh, in the central terminal area parking lots as well. Uh, we also have in, in the consolidated rental car facility, we're also going to have a significant number of EV chargers there. So as we build things, we are building things in a sustainable manner and um, electronic vehicle charging is a big part of that. We also are um, you know, making sure that our fleet that we use at the airport is, uh, is moving towards electronic vehicles. So uh, in, uh, in 2019, we added 20 electric buses um, uh, in, to, to bring passengers back and forth in the, uh, in the central terminal area, mainly on the airfield. And our goal is to achieve 100% EV bus fleet by 2030 and 100% uh, EV fleet for light duty vehicles by 2031. So we, um, you know, we have about 14% of our, of our buses that are electric and um, a lot of our uh, other vehicles are, are fully electric. And we, as I said, we have a huge um, uh, goal in here to, to get that all to be 100%. Uh, it's just one big part of an overall very aggressive sustainability action plan that we have in place uh, to, you know, it's entitled Boldly Moving to Zero where we want to go to, you know, we want to become carbon neutral by 2035. You're fully committed to sustainability. You're, you're, you're fully committed to innovation. You're fully committed to the passenger journey. And we, we've spoken a lot about LAX. Lava also manages the Van Nuys Airport, which is one of the busiest general aviation airports in the world. What do you envision the future of that airport looking like? Are you taking all these really cool innovations at LAX and and putting some there to Van Nuys to in- increase that general aviation experience? Well, it's a very different operation there um, because it's not commercial service there. The, you don't have passengers coming through t- our terminals like you do at LAX. So Van Nuys is mainly uh, the customers are handled through each of the operator's facilities. So we don't really have any uh influence or say in how they they handle their customers but we certainly uh, you know encourage them to be as innovative as possible and we know that they are some of the best operators in in the country and they are at the forefront of of technology in many cases but we we can't push to make uh, van nuys one of the most sustainable general aviation airports in the world and we it already is uh, one of the most sustainable general aviation airports in the world uh, we're one of the few that are certified under um, Airport Council International Carbon Accreditation Program. We were the first general aviation airport to offer sustainable aviation fuel. We did that back in 2019, early 2019, and we are now impl- and, and and we have a huge um, uh, uh, demand for sustainable aviation fuel there. There's just not enough supply, uh, honestly, for for the demand there. And the operators are really great in cooperating with us to to use that uh, that fuel. Uh, we also ha- are h- doing a huge amount of solar uh, energy projects at Van Nuys, 
And we had um, uh, in 2020, we had a total of about 20,000 rooftop solar panels. And that's uh, and we're we're about to embark on another a huge, a big procurement for further solar farm at uh, for solar panels at uh, at Van Nuys. Uh, and uh, we have you know we we're just, we're pushing uh, electric the same electric vehicle policy there as well. I think we're already about 20 percent. Uh, um, 20% of our vehicle fleet there is fully electric. So uh, sustainability is going to be a very important part there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we will continue to make Van Nuys, you know, one of the leading general aviation airports, if not the best general aviation airport uh, in the country, uh, both from a sustainability uh, as well as from an operational perspective. Very, very well done. You're clearly ahead of trends and you you understand the markets and your customers van nuys is a different customer than the general aviation customers lax and you're you're taking innovations and, and putting the sustainability where it makes sense for for your customers and i give you a lot of credit for this lax is not only an innovative airport it's also a caring airport walawa which we mentioned is the, the management company hosts the annual lax aviation career day which helps students explore aviation career opportunities there's been some really positive stories that have come out of this program that had tremendous positive impacts on individuals' lives. Could you kindly talk about that program and some of the impacts that it's had on these individuals? So Higher LAX is is one of the, the, the best programs we've ever implemented here because the impact it's having on the people in our community is just amazing. I had the pleasure of participating in the graduation ceremony of, uh, of the ninth cohort uh, last week, and it's it's honestly it's the f- most favorite thing that I ever have done in this job is participating in these graduation ceremonies and seeing how this program has made such a difference in people's lives who never thought they had a chance to to be able to uh, do things like this before. So the Higher LEX program is a program that we work in, in close conjunction with um, our our labor unions. Uh, for the for the trades, and uh, with the uh, local community college here, and we provide uh, an opportunity for local residents, many of whom are disadvantaged minorities, or involved in the criminal justice system, or even homeless at some point, to enroll in a comprehensive construction apprenticeship program, and it's uh, upon uh, when they finish this this program. Uh, the graduates are completely positioned for placement uh, in, in apprenticeship programs, and, and, and many of them are actually uh, then working on our Lawa construction projects. So uh, if you just see the, 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 the speeches and the, and the faces of the people who graduate from this program, they are just so grateful, and it's, uh, it's such a meaningful program uh, that we, uh, we will continue to do it. We're, we're actually going to offer our next cohort where we're going to focus on younger people, ages 18 to 24, uh, to to offer you know younger people the opportunity to get into trades at a much earlier uh, at an earlier period. But could, could our our, com- our commitment to the community is really 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 important for us. Um, you know we understand that living by an airport is not the best thing in the world. Uh, but and we we do you know we we are taking a lot of steps to try to make sure that we are a first class neighbor, uh, and working with our communities, listening to them, trying to do the best we can, 
to to do policies and, and implement things that are having as uh, as you know as mitigated an impact as possible in the neighbors. You know, we know we can't eliminate noise, we can't eliminate traffic, uh, but we can help to mitigate the those impacts, and we we work hard to try to do that. And it's it's very important for us to be engaged with our with our community. We're we're also involved in a lot of other. Uh, community efforts. So we have uh, Aviation Career Day, where we provide high school students with information on, um, you know, a variety of, of career paths in the uh, that exists here. We're um, we have an Aviation Careers Academy, uh, where it's a week-long motivational program that provides students with you know a basic understanding of what career opportunities are with the within the aviation industry. It gives an opportunity to see. Uh, firsthand, some of the things the way an airport operates. Uh, so we're we have a lot of different uh, community engagements that we get involved with to make sure that we are being a first class neighbor. LAX clearly cares. You're going out of your way. You're doing really good things. You are a first class neighbor, but you're helping individuals that need help and giving them an opportunity to have a really great job. To you know to provide groceries and food for their families and take them and do things. And so give you a lot of credit for that. And that goes back to leadership. And you've done an incredible job leading LAX and knock on wood, you're leading LAX for a long, long time because you're doing a really great, fantastic job, Justin. Wrapping this all together, what does the future of the airport business look like? If you look at all the projections, despite the pandemic, you know, the Air travel is going to come back, and the projections are that it's going to be, you know, much much higher than it was even before the pandemic. And so we are we are positioning ourselves to be able to uh, to handle that increased passenger traffic in a, in a safe uh, and an efficient and a customer friendly manner. And we believe that the, the one and really important way to do that is through uh, grasping, you know, digital the digital age, and uh, from a customer perspective, again, using digital technologies to give them the ability to control their journey and get through their journey as in a seamless and as efficient uh, manner as as possible. So, you know, that's uh, and that's not only when they're in the terminal, but um, you know, before they even get to the airport, uh, giving them options for easy ways, the easiest ways to get in and out of, uh, of the airport, allowing them to make decisions uh, uh, before they even leave their house uh, and, and arrange for as much of their journey as possible before they leave the house and then make it as easy as possible once they're here. Uh, we want them to get through and sit in our terminals and, uh, and spend money in our concessions, right? So that's, uh, but, but, uh, all kidding aside, it really it's it's uh, it's really all about the customer experience and making that customer experience uh, better and and giving the the customers more control. But the future is also sustainability. We we have to make sure that everything we're doing is uh, is done with sustainability in mind because uh, you know we have to be we have to be take responsibility for our part in the overall carbon emissions that that exists and we need to be responsible. Uh, not only airports but airlines, uh, in making sure that we're doing everything we can to uh, to enhance and to forward carbon neutral operations. So that's for us what we see the future. 
the f- the future is extremely bright. And as we look to wrap up this insightful conversation, what would you like our listeners to take away with them? So I would like our uh, customers to basically put aside any preconceived notions they had of LAX and come to our airport and see um, the transformed LAX and experience and see uh, how much we are doing and how much we have done and how much we are doing to to make uh, LAX a world-class airport. LAX is a world-class airport. It is a great airport in one of, in one of the greatest cities in the world because tomorrow is today, today is tomorrow. LAX is the airport of the future. Justin, thank you so much for coming on SAE tomorrow today to share your incredible insights and your commitment to innovation and sustainability. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to SAE Tomorrow Today. Join us next time when I sit down with Ann Schmelzer, General Manager, Global Ag Business, Cummins Incorporated. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please kindly rate, review, and let us know what topics you'd like for us to explore next by emailing us at podcast at SAE.org. That's podcast at SAE.org. And be sure to follow us on LinkedIn to stay connected and to continue the conversation. SAE International makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information presented in this podcast. The information and opinions are for general information only. SAE International does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast.